Money FM 89.3, the best of your money. Market View on Money FM 89.3. Good morning. Thanks for joining me for Market View. Now let's get you up to speed with what's happening around the markets. And we start with Asia, where Korean markets are leading the way up by 0.8%. Japanese markets above break even by 0.1%. And we have Australian markets up by 0.5%. Worth noting, we will be watching out for the central bank decision there. The RBA at 11.30am will be a close call with... Some calling for a smaller rate hike of 25 basis points to stay on course with its previous meeting or perhaps react with a bigger hike after hotter than expected inflation data recently. So that's out at 11.30am. After that, we will be watching out for some PMI numbers out from China today again. Overnight, we saw investors turning cautious ahead of the Federal Reserve's monetary policy meeting and they sold off following the stock market's recent gains. So some profit taking there. And that saw the Dow Jones Industrial Average drop over 120 points or 0.4% to 32,733. The S&P 500 down 0.8% to 3,872. The Nasdaq Composite lost 1%, the biggest loser. 10,988. So a picture of green across Asia for now. And overnight, we had a subdued picture, mostly down for Wall Street. So investors doing a bit of profit-taking as they move into wait-and-see mode. And in particular, they want to see if the Fed chairman, Jerome Powell, will be conceding to expectations that the Fed might be looking to slow the pace of rate hikes in December or push back on that narrative with a more hawkish outlook that could push things over the top. And for now, Fed Funds futures are pricing in a slightly higher chance of a 75 basis point rate hike than a 50 basis point hike in December. And this is after policymakers deliver a widely expected 75 basis point hike on Thursday morning. Investors are also looking ahead to Friday's non-farm payroll reports for October as well as next week's US midterm elections. Meanwhile, market sentiment was dented a bit by data around China, around its factory, construction and services activity, which contracted in October. And looking at how the markets did for the month of October, despite the drop overnight, we saw strong gains for the month. The Dow up nearly 14% for October, capping its best month since 1976. We saw investors rotating away from growth names into the traditional ones like banks as they bet that they could be the ones to lead the next bull run. The S&P 500 gained 8% in October and the Nasdaq was up 3.9% last month. And looking at the STI, we are seeing some gains for now and it is in the green by 0.7% and it's building on a 5-day winning streak. It's now trading at 3,112. And yesterday, closed up by 1.1%, so extending gains from Monday. And so far, we have more green than red, only four counters or three counters right now underwater. And they are Dairy Farm International, down 0.9%, followed by Wilma and Maple Tree Logistics Trust. At the top of the table, we have Jardin Cycle and Carriage, up by 2%, followed by Yang Jijang Shipbuilding and Hong Kong Land, both up by more than 1%. And some of the stocks worth watching today, Parkway Life REIT, the healthcare REIT posted a 0.1% rise in net property income to $82.8 million in its third quarter, 
Gross revenue, though, was down 1.3%, and this was weighed down by the depreciation of the Japanese yen and loss of income from the divestment of a non-core asset last year. Capital and Ascenders REIT also in focus as it posted a positive rental reversion of 5.4% for lease renewals in the third quarter and September. That's down from 13.2% in the second quarter. JAPFA is also reporting a net profit of $46.3 million, down 59% from the year-ago period for the nine months ended September. And this comes despite an increase in revenue as profit margins were impacted by higher raw material prices and weaker performance of its operations in Vietnam. Sakai Holdings also in focus as it suspended its share buyback after its chief financial officer wrongly bought back the shares at 11.8 cents, above the maximum allowed price of 10.4 cents based on the share buyback mandate. Sakai noted that 500,000 shares were bought. Uh, it says this amount is insignificant, representing only 0.35% of the total issued and paid up shares of the company at the relevant time. And that's a wrap of the local markets. Let's bring in Raushan now to see what is on his radar. Thank you so much for that, Ryan. Yep, plenty of things that you covered. Thank you so much for that. Now, let's look at Singapore going digital. It looks set to trial the use of digital Sing Dollar for government payouts and vouchers. Now, this was announced yesterday, I believe, and four trial projects will be undertaken in 2022 to assess the use of digital Singapore dollar by individuals, businesses, and the government to make or receive specific payments. Now, the pilot program will be led by DBS Bank, Grab, OCBC Bank, and UOB, and are in conjunction with government agencies and MAS which was announced by the Central Bank yesterday. And the trials are going to be centered on the concept of a form of digital currency known as purpose-bound money, PBM, which will enable issuers to specify conditions such as validity period and the types of shops where it can be used when making transfers to individuals or businesses. Now, Ryan, it sounds a lot to me like CDC vouchers. <laughs> it does. Like, you might remember those days um, or not too long ago that the government gave out some vouchers. You could only spend it in some places and you had to, in effect, use your phone. So, it was in essence digital money that you can only use in certain places and this in essence is where we are perhaps heading towards with this experiment right now purpose bound money so digital money that has conditions tied to it it could be the length of time so you mm. might have an expiry date to it it could be a type of shops you could use it at maybe only neighborhood shops or maybe only FMB shops or those who provide certain services so you have all these permutations possible that you can tag onto your money and you can also decide who will be eligible to use it. So you have all these various formulas or type of combinations that can just apply to this so-called purpose-bound money. And this is something that's going to be quite exciting to watch. Um, so it's expected to help the adoption of, I guess, digital wallets as well. Mm. If you can see this take off and consumers um, are able to find it a more convenient way to transact and for government of course it will make it more convenient for them to distribute their vouchers or subsidies or what have you so it's a bit of a groundbreaking moment for the fintech space in singapore yeah it certainly is i think fintech is something which is very exciting and this seems to be a push for digital banking almost right do you think we'll live to see a day and age where we make do with money entirely Mm, Make do without money entirely even. It's possibly down the road. I'm not sure if we will ever see it um, because we do need that, I guess, turning point to come. And mm. it probably 
is some ways to go. But there is going to be a lot of possibilities for adoption for the digital space currency, yeah. right? Yeah. So you have things like um, how you can reduce low um, business costs. You also can speed up payment processing times. Yeah. So there is a lot of reason for companies to adopt this and for us as well to uh, take this on. So this is uh, a space to watch and I think it will just grow with popularity in time to come. Yeah, certainly from a consumer perspective, I find myself using cash a lot lesser. I go to a shop, I'm scanning for either like FavePay, Shopee Pay, something like mm. that. So I think this digital currency might be the way forward. Are you a parent? Yes. Will you one day give your child school money, pocket money in digital currency? Yeah, then? so that is the interesting thing, right? Maybe I could tag it with certain conditions. You can only spend <laughs> no sweets. healthy shops. <laughs> no sweets. Parent from or hell. Only <laughs> a certain amount of Coke or soda okay, in one okay. week. Yeah. So the various permutations are quite interesting that we can uh, imagine. Yeah, yeah. It's certainly that the possibilities are endless when you think about it that way. Now let's quickly move it on to wheat prices which are on the rise, jumping by nearly 6%. We touched on this yesterday, Russia withdrawing from that vital Ukrainian export deal and now we've seen a jump in prices. Is 6% where it stops or is it going to get worse? Uh, that's a tough question, right? Because right now, there isn't any clarity on how this will play out. So it could actually drag out for quite some time until a, de- a new deal is done. And right now, from what we can see, reports are saying the other parties to do besides Russia, the United Nations, Turkey and Ukraine are scrambling to get some things done. They are still managing to get some ships moving. Mm. But down the road, it's going to be quite tough to see if they can do any more than that. Um, so there is a lot of talking to be done and hopefully they can get a deal on the table. Uh, right now, Russia says it wants to talk to the United Nations. So I guess that's a good sign. Mm, I think... We're talking about the prices and it going up, but there's also an aspect of humanity here, right? Because the, there cannot be food shortages for countries that are going to be suffered by this ban almost on wheat export, right? Yeah, it's a very tough climate right now where you have so many things happening. Um, we've got Washington accusing Russia of weaponizing food. Mm. And we are heading into the US midterm elections next week. So you can expect a lot of rhetoric, a lot of posturing as well that could play into Moscow's decision on what to do with its current action around grains in Ukraine. So a lot just in limbo right now. Yeah, certainly. And we don't want to speculate too much as well. We're just saying it how it is. So it is quite worrying. Now, moving on to, you talked about it there, the midterm elections coming up in America. President Joe Biden says he will seek to impose higher taxes on oil companies that record windfall profits without reinvesting in production with US gasoline prices still high a week ahead of the midterm elections. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, it's interesting timing to just come out to say this just a week before the US midterms, of course, he will sound quite popular if you can talk about how he's committed to bringing down gas prices. Uh, of course, gas prices over the past few months and more than a year or so have been going up. They have moderated, but they remain still quite elevated for many people in the US at least. So that is just causing a lot of, I guess, dissent and some people to remain upset. So he is calling on gas companies and oil companies to do more because they are making so much money mm. from rising prices due to various factors like the Ukraine war and various disruptions and calling them to reinvest in production, basically increase the supply so that prices can come down. But the thing here is this has been talked about for a long time, mm. more than 10 years. I think the US government or at least Congress has been trying to get this sorted out. 
But because of the dynamics of politics in the U.S., they have not been able to reach an agreement in the Senate. So it has always reached a deadlock between the two parties. And going into the midterms, it remains to be seen if he can make any headway. Maybe he could get more progress if his party gets some unexpected gains in the elections next week. So that's going to be one to watch out for. Um, Also, the idea that you tax companies for making money is not very popular in some camps. For companies especially. especially, um, They might feel a bit threatened to make more money in that sense. So they might just hold back on spending on anything in order to buffer themselves against these types of measures. So that's the other thing. And then there's the other part of the conversation, which is the... ESG or green agenda thing where you are trying to push for a greener place and I guess uh, renewable energy Mm. but here you are trying to push oil companies to produce more oil so it's (laughs) a very difficult conversation yeah certainly there's plenty of moving parts you touched on it they have been discussed for over a decade and then you talk about the push to be green and then you talk about the knock-on effect for companies certainly something to keep an eye out for in the weeks and months ahead Ryan Huang it's been an absolute pleasure having you on Market View thank you so much before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.